levels are good. Good over there, nice mm-hmm. and comfortable, and everything like that. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is another installment of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. I am your host, the Land of a Legend, aka Big T, and I'm here with a very good friend of mine. Um, this person is like family to me. Um, she is a uh, mother, uh, another black woman who who I consider. What I consider our superheroes out here. She got a nice little mini tribe. She can give Chris, uh, Chris Brown a run for his money when it comes to mm-hmm. dancing. Hello. And, you know, she got a mean right hook. I'm not saying she hit me, <laughs> but I seen her hit people, and I was like, I'm glad it wasn't me. So I'm not calling her violent. I'm just saying, run. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, my guest for today, uh, Kiana. Hello, hey. or Yanni. Well, you don't really call me Yanni. You don't know me since running around the yard. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yanni. If if you're looking to uh, look her up, uh, good people, uh, you can find her on uh, many different platforms. But I let her drop that information herself. I don't want to seem like a uh, you know rude host, host <laughs> or nothing like that. You know, I'm on everything, but mostly uh, Instagram is just type in Yanni with a bunch of eyes. I'll pop up because that's just too many eyes to say. Um, on Twitter, Yanni what, Yanni who, and I think fa- Facebook, that can stay off, because, you know, that's like family. <laughs> so, like, you know, you're like a whole other person when you're on Facebook. Exactly. I don't, I don't blame you, and I don't fault you. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for those who are just tuning in for the first time, this is the I Can't Make This Up podcast. It's a conversation and a platform I created for, you know, me and my guests to have dope conversations um, you know, talk about everyday life events and, you know, share our life stories, experiences. You know, we might drop some jewels that might help somebody or mm-hmm. we might bring laughter to somebody who's having a fucked up day. You Hope know? it's all smiles, though. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's the goal. I'm not here to piss nobody off or tricking nobody. You know, I'm here to uh, make sure that everyone leave, if not happier, at least the same before they got here. You know, so uh, why don't you tell my uh, my listeners a little bit about yourself? Um, well, yeah, my mom of five, I'm 30. Jeez. 30. When I say that, like my whole, f- actually waiting <laughs> up until this point, my heart be palpitating when you say 30. And now that I'm here, I think my back hurting now. Like, Jesus, 30. Um, just out here and making it, especially like in the times we in right now, you know, stressed out virtual learning. Just trying to keep a level head. Um, I went to Morgan State. Wish I would have graduated, but I'm in the tech. So all my IT people out there making that IT money. Um, yeah, I'm chill, fun. Okay. Probably a little attitude problems here and there, but you know. Well, you put it out there, not me. <laughs> all, all the way around a good person, though, nonetheless. Okay. Uh, why Morgan State? For real, when I actually went to the campus, um, I just felt like I was going to be here. Like, I want to go here. But in hindsight, like, living life now, mm-hmm. I wish my ass would have went away to school. Like Out of state? Yes. Okay. I think I more. I just wanted to stay home because this was more comfortable for me instead of leaving because you know how I am about my grandma. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but really, I wish someone would have pushed me more to just be like, leave. Because a lot of things I've seen for myself would have been way different if I would have just let home be at home. 
and then me being in school. Okay. What you what would you say would be your uh, greatest take from uh, going to Morgan? Hell, that was my freshman year. I don't really think I took away any goddamn thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dude, I was not, I wasn't, you know me, y'all ain't let me jump off the porch at all. So, shoot, finally got off the daggone porch, <laughs> jumped down in hell. I don't know where the hell I was at. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I don't know. I guess I learned that I, I am very, more responsible than I give myself credit for. Okay. Um. I guess I afraid to grow up at that time because you know you're a freshman, you're only eighteen, so. But I ain't, I ain't even gonna sit here and lie. I ain't got no real big takeaway because I was only there for a year, and then I left because I got pregnant with Kari. So, yeah. well, okay. that's not real real reason I left, but yeah. All right. Um. You uh. You ever thought about going back to continue your education? Um, right now I'm enrolled in, uh, UM, well, which was UC, but now they changed it to UMGC, trying mm-hmm. to get, um, my degree in computer, um, cybersecurity. Cybersecurity. So, okay. I mean, I really don't need a degree in that, but I only want the degree because as a woman in tech, they want more women, but I want the degree so that they can't try to pay me less than a man because they would do that. Okay. So, uh, basically, uh, uh, nowadays you see a lot of talk about inclusion programs when it comes to certain job fields. Mm -hmm. So it's best to take advantage of times like this with everything going on. Nothing new. I mean, I, I, I'm dabbling right now, trying to start my own, you know, business and start my own thing. I mean, I feel like right now is a really good time for people to figure out like what they're good at, um, their own craft or something for a good side hustle. So right now I just got my book, my ideas, how I'm about to execute. So it's a lot of stuff in working progress. And, you know, I'm, I'm a mother of like a basketball team. So like baby steps at a time. You mentioned a book. This is a book about your life. No, I have um, like a book that my, like a journal that I write a lot of my ideas or okay. things that I want to do. And, you know, everything is on YouTube. So, you go on YouTube and look up, you know, kind of the stuff that you need, then start pricing it, then writing the price. So just like trying to get everything on paper so that when I come down to actually trying to execute what I do want to do, I'm not looking all over the place, like trying to figure out, well, where do I need to go for this? Where do I need to go for this? Like find my vendors, find my price points, get the prices for what I want together so that when I do have it out there, it's not a mess. Understandable. Um I can uh, say without a doubt that anybody who wasted this quote-unquote break that we kind of took from normalcy over the past six months and didn't take advantage of the opportunities that was given is a fool and there's Mm -hmm. no excuse. Like, if you don't come out of 2020 with a new version of yourself or something new, new, um, you know, educational background, a new skill, a new line of credit, anything, uh, anything that life period, like yeah, I, I, you, you're waste, you're wasting your potential. Mm-hmm. You're wasting someone else's opportunity to grow. Yeah, instead of be stagnant. So that's There's just a lot of money thing. out here because you, you would have thought that a lot of stuff would have stopped with being with like outside is closed, 
in a sense. But everybody's still moving. Everybody's still doing what they're doing, making transactions. They're st- like, there's still money to be made. It's probably a little harder to get it now because people aren't getting the income that they're used to. But it's so many ways to try to figure out a side hustle on top of what it is that you already want to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's so much money out here. I seen a post that said something about it was a picture of the bread aisle. So many different types of bread, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. There's so many options for one item so everybody can get out here and eat. That's definitely what I'm taking away from 2020. <laughs> I agree. Let me let me ask you a question. Um, back in March, when they announced the uh, quarantine, mm-hmm. what was the first thing that went through your mind? Oh, I got to work from home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the train. Matter of fact, I told them I'm not taking the train. I was like, there's too many people you got to be around in one sitting during the day. I just thought, like, all right, we get to stay home. I probably was a little frustrated when I realized the kids got sent home, too. <laughs> so, probably was upset about that. Okay. That but, was, that was, uh, that threw a, uh. That was the trigger for me. Yeah. Like, damn. Threw, threw a monkey wrench in your, uh. because I was already department. at home before, like, when all this was starting to, you know, the speculations and what, what is to come and stuff like that was coming around. I was like, all right, I'm about to start working from home now because the train, I can't do it. Like, when you literally was sitting on a daggone train, it is so funny when you sitting next to somebody trying not to cough. Mm-hmm. And then it's just looking like, okay, please don't cough. It's trying times right now. Like, you can't <laughs> cough. You can barely breathe right now. Do not cough. Like, I was like, no, nah, I can't do it. Because you're sitting here worried about, like, who got germs. You don't know what's going on. And then I was like, dang, I'm going to be able to be home by myself. Some silence, you know. And then they said, sending the kids home. I was like, damn. <laughs> are y'all sure? <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about this? Yeah, can, can we revisit? Like, are you sure? Shoot. Um, okay, so uh, I guess the, the next thing I could say is when you realized you uh, became their teacher, how did uh, how did that affect you? <laughs> I realized I ain't no damn teacher. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not nobody teacher. And then I flash back to my father like, this is why I'm not a teacher. <laughs> this is why I'm not no damn teacher. TV. I'm like, yo, this is why I'm not a teacher. I, it made me flash back to when, yo, he would be, he would try and teach me math. Now, mind you, he's an electrician, so he good at math mm-hmm. in a sense. Like, you said in, in a sense. sense. Yeah, because like, <laughs> a little tricky with his subject. I love you, daddy. <laughs> Put that out there. I love you. But, he uh trying to teach me math and at the end of the day he instilling the fear of god in me instead of math because i'm mm-hmm. like young two plus two and then you just look and i'm like you know it's four but <laughs> nigga i don't know if i really want to say four <laughs> like really what is the answer he bought this v-tech he used to make me sit in front of this damn v-tech for hours doing multiplication bro it was just the worst like one of them parents like you if you ain't get this answer you probably gonna get your ass whooped so mm-hmm. Not a, I, I ain't got the patience. Do no. not have the patience for it. But by God, it's the worst thing <laughs> I've ever <laughs> seen. It's the worst thing. Like they could have put way more money into getting these kids better school materials. Like they, I work in tech, so you could have got the kids Dells. Like you got them Dell laptops with Dell supports, where 
the internet will move better. These daggone Chromebooks are trash. Like the first, like the first week, just horrible, horrible. Everybody trying to get on Zoom, Zoom ain't working, Zoom crashing. I'm tech support and trying to be a teacher. It's like it's it's horrible. Like I love kids to death, but they're going to be dumb when they go back to school because oh they God. are not paying attention. They are not. They they're literally sitting in front of these daggone cameras, letting the teacher talk. They're doing the assignments, but if there's nothing, they're not grasping nothing. And then I feel more bad, like, for parents like me who have a child, like, with um, special needs because my second oldest has, is autistic. He is not paying attention to none of this. He's literally sitting in front of this computer, like, oh, he'll answer a question. I'm doing the work. And it's, like, it's hard to give them the services that they need. So... I don't know. I feel like all summer they definitely should have been really trying to figure out a good plan because I feel like the plan is just not it. So. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, a lot of parents like yourself have been voicing their opinions about this. And, I mean, I don't know because um, I don't go to parent meetings or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Have they even implemented any steps, any type of course corrections for what they've been doing? Um, I think they're starting to test the kids like that has special needs with as far as, you know, them using the computers and where they're going to be. But it, it's just, it's it's not really, it's just all a fail to me. Because now they're back on the actual grading policy because last year when they sent them home, it was either a pass or, inc- like, incomplete. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there needs to be some type of leeway, especially for the parents that have to work. Because I couldn't see myself, like, doing homework at nighttime, trying to get my kid to finish work. And mind you, I have a fifth, fourth, third grader, and two toddlers. So how much attention do you really think I can give one child individually? Like, And then they can't even really give children attention individually anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, my son's old old teachers they would swap because they go to a chinese emerging school so they're learning math and science and chinese so he would be sitting with the math teacher when they're doing reading so that he can better grasp it but now it's just it's like now i'm on everybody's ass like how are we gonna fix this because what you're not gonna you're not gonna fail my kids like kids are gonna be kids they're not college kids they don't they're not they're treating them like college kids i feel like in an opinion you can't think a child is going to do what you think they're supposed to do during independent study. Hmm. These kids ready to get off the computer so they could get to their phones and do everything else, not sit here and try to go finish some work for 30 minutes. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. When we get these meetings popping, they'll see how I really feel about all of this. Yeah, I've been I've been seeing your posts on Facebook, and I was like, you you look like you need a, a, a avenue to vent because I, I obviously look how you've been holding it in. I'm you, telling you, <laughs> I was, you see me drunk at two, 12 o'clock. Don't judge me, mind your business, okay? It's like it's just it's a lot. I'm the lunch lady, before and after care. I that's why I said, Lord, if I was supposed to be before and after care and a daggone daycare provider i just wish he would have let me know that early on ahead so i could have been studying for all of that because i'm I'm ready to stand outside my house they can stay ahead of house at this point i'm just be outside 
I think that we live in a society full of reactionary people instead of, you know, uh, you know, preparatory. Like, mm-hmm. why are we always reacting to things? Why aren't we preparing for scenarios like this? That's true. Yeah, because nobody saw it coming. But even on top of that, when it did get here, people was dragging their feet. Dragging their feet. It's like nobody assumed that the kids would get sent home. And then you have, like, jobs that are not assuming that, okay, people might not be able to come to work. Why did no one prepare for this? And then, I mean, we won't get into politics, but you see the leadership going on. So, I guess, like, everybody was following suit what he was doing. He think everything's, everything should be fine. And then now, look, if I feel like we, you look at all the other countries, how they're slowly bouncing back and straight. If we literally would have, how they scared us into we need to get food for two weeks because everything's going to be closing. If everything literally closed, I feel like we probably wouldn't be really where we are right now. I think we think would, things would be so much better if we were actually to sit still like we were supposed to. Like, can you imagine during that whole time? I I don't even like the grocery store, but I was going to the grocery store because that was something to do. Like, uh, let me get out the house. Everybody goes to the grocery store. So you're not stopping no type of cross-contamination. People go to the grocery store. Now, if you would have closed the grocery store and people would have really had to get the stuff they were supposed to get and sit for two weeks, then I think people would have been okay. I think we would have been straight. It's a, It was a catch-22 for a lot of people because yeah. everyone doesn't have the luxury of being able to fill up their pantry and their refrigerator, you know, enough for two weeks. Some people live in check-by-check or day-by-day. That's true. And, and when those opportunities or those, uh, you know, permissions weren't granted mm-hmm. anymore, you know, it was it was like, what are you going to do? I mean, they had, they was handing out food stamps like it was like it was nothing now. Because at first, Maryland real tight on giving out food stamps to anybody. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, prepping. You, you could have distributed cards to everyone or made it so that people get, like, hey, I did, used to do the food stamps back in the day, paper vouchers where everyone can go get certain types of food, canned goods, this and this, where you and your household should be good for this said amount of time. Or even still, like, everything did shut down. Only one person from each household should have been able to go at a certain time to a grocery store or something. Like, it should have been a way to figure out how to cut down on so much traffic. And the people who have like to do dialysis, are, like, to me, were the only people that should have been able to go and have to get service like anybody with like a medical need or something but yeah they they could have figured this stuff out i mean i some everybody have the conspiracies and all that stuff some of it it makes sense some of it just be like okay y'all just be y'all don't got nothing to talk about but Hmm. it's just i don't know i think in my 30 years of living i don't a pandemic like this because we've been through pandemics before Mm-hmm. I never thought it would probably get to this magnitude because we was a swine flu and the Zika virus or whatever with the heads and stuff like. Because I was pregnant during that time, now, so I was th- I thought my kid's head was about to come out crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just I I didn't think it would be this bad. So, mm-hmm. so at this point, I think everyone's pretty much on the uh, realization that this is the new normal. Yeah, for right, probably for the next two years. Yeah, um, 
I always said to myself, um, you gotta you gotta go with the flow and you also gotta change mm-hmm. with the times, you know. Unfortunately, our changing only change you know, only varies uh, you know, laterally sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like uh yeah, we, we take steps to prevent stuff like this from happening again, but we move so slowly. Or we move at a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we just make wrong decisions. You know, yeah. I, I think that the figurehead that we have in Washington is, yeah. is one of those things. When I heard <laughs> that he knew how bad it was going to be and how he and what he did, you know, coming up to this point, it's like, damn, like, you really wanted all these people to die, like, for real. Because right then and there when he found out that it was supposed to be as bad as it is right now they should have been doing their job to protect their people but people treating people's lives like businesses is ridiculous like people really care more about a dollar than people's safety like that is nuts unfortunately that's human nature definitely yeah I I don't know it's a couple people I'll probably pick a dollar over them any day, but you know, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do with the kids when you're not uh, educating them to, you know, kind of put them at ease or, you know, uh, put their mind off the fact that they're stuck in the house? Like, what's like? What do y'all do game nights or? Um, at this point, I ain't gonna hold you. They do whatever they want to do. Like at one point when school was when they first got out, after a while. I just started letting them drop whenever they drop. Like, go to sleep. Just just sleep. I'm probably going to sleep before all of them. Cause <laughs> it, it was just like, it, it really was nothing to do. And the small one's not about to keep the masks on. So it's kind of hard to travel and go do things with all of them. Mm-hmm. So just find stuff to do in the house. And like you see, I go, I make sure I come to my grandma's house every Sunday because they look forward to doing stuff like that. But, I mean, when we get a chance to step out and do something or, like, you know, go to family members' houses or let them go stay the night at the cousin's house, I let them do it just so they can get out, so they can do, do something. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a little – it's it's things to do now, but eh, – I don't know. Just, like, kids are dirty. <laughs> <laughs> they are so nasty. I mean – I ain't gonna hold you. My kids have not been sick since they've been out of school. That's this is the only positive. Like especially the little ones in daycare, they have not been sick at all. Did did you gain any type of new anxieties when you know worrying about their health um, through the uh, quarantine? Hmm. I'm just like was more so concerned like if going out and you know them getting sick. Like I just didn't want them to get sick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wasn't taking them nowhere major because I stopped taking them to the grocery store a long time ago. So. Okay. <laughs> as, as, a, as a stress reliever? <laughs> yes. I'm taking them down. <laughs> now, I'm not sitting in there and keep, don't touch nothing on me. I ain't doing, <laughs> we ain't doing those fallouts. Mm-mm. And then this new little generation, these three and four year olds is a new whole breed. Like everything under that, I don't know what's in the in the water with these young kids. But you got to remember, they they come from you. So mm-hmm. I don't feel like I acted like anything like them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, what's one of the things you miss uh, 
from from the old world. Well, I can't really say traveling because I'm, I'm supposed to go to Vegas next month. But I had like so many trips lined up because I, I had just started a new job, more money. So I'm like, yeah, I'm about to be out here. Like, canceled, canceled, more cancellations and cancellations. Like, I miss just going out freely instead of worrying about like, okay, you don't want to touch that. You don't be next to this person. Like, I feel like now you be like a super germ of like germs, germs, germs. Like, you mm-hmm. just you real worried like you don't want to be in big groups no more like all the fun stuff that you possibly could do you really can't yeah like i don't see how in the world all them people was at that daggone pool party because i just couldn't i couldn't do it what compound it was some pool party that i forgot where it was at i don't know i don't know some mansion pool party that had not that long ago but it was so many people not a mask in sight oh um there, there are uh, people in America that um, don't care, uh, <laughs> and they clearly are willing to risk it all, and that's and that's fine for them. Mm-hmm. But you you take uh, a consideration out of a lot of other people's lives, like you you put other people at risk when you um, create situations where there's a lot of cross contamination. Yeah, you know what I'm saying like it's fine if you want to do that yourself. But you got to consider the people that you come in contact with on yeah. a daily basis. I feel like family, I'd be around family all day versus these people you really don't even know and you don't know where they are, who they hang with, what what do they be doing out here, do they even wash their hands and stuff. Like, mm-mm. But I just miss just like moving around just like without a care, especially like going out and taking my kids to do stuff because I had plans to do things with them. And it's like, dang, now I have to wait because I don't want them to get sick. So I just, I couldn't imagine like hearing what they say COVID does and then watching my child have to go through that. Even the people who like are non-symptomatic, like it's just still, um, I couldn't, I just couldn't imagine it. Things that I have seen my kids go through when they were small, like being in the hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. Couldn't even imagine my kids having to get poked up and all that. Hell no. Have you taken the test? Mm. I did. What is it? I mean, of course, I came back negative. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but um, the uh, you took the first one where they stuck it all the way up your nose. Mm-hmm. I, I took it back in June. I went for so a how was that? Um, I teared up. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was not fun. I think the nurse tried to be funny and was like, you know, um, once you relax, um. I'm going to uh, put it up, whatever the technical term was, for, for halfway through my brain. And she, she did it when she was talking to throw me off because she mm. seen me kind of lean back and, like, like kind of go for her hand because mm-hmm. the, the Q-tip was, like, this big. So I felt like I was in Nightmare Elm Street and some shit. Mm. And she was Freddy with the mask on, like. And then I was like, ah. mm. And, like, that tear came out, and I, it, it flashed back to when I was younger. And, um, like, my mother used to wash all of us. And you couldn't let that tear drop. Oh, like, yeah. I wasn't trying to let the tear drop. Right. And I was like, you got it yet? Okay. Yeah, no, and, I, I remember them days. Yeah. Step from the porch, come around to this one, you crying, and you stop crying until you get to the front of your step. Just suck that on up. Stop crying real quick. Because you already knew what type of time it was. You come in here, you better be smiling. I don't care what, what you hurt your toe, stump your pinky toe, you better act like that shit don't hurt. Don't you bring no crying up in Mr. B house. 
Yeah. So, um, and then they decided to, uh, you know, come up with a second generation test that was nowhere near as painful. Mm-hmm. And um, I missed that. So, <laughs> you know, it, that's just my luck, though. Right. You know, I got the type of luck that black cats be like, damn. Did you do it just because you wanted to do it or because of work? Um, no, I did it because, you know, as a frontline worker, like, I was out there yeah. being exposed to people every day. Yeah. Now, of course, I was social distancing and everything. Mm-hmm. But then I'll go into, like, certain places, no masks. Yeah. Everybody crammed in, and, you know, one space. And I'm just like, okay, y'all, y'all really don't care. Y'all, y'all trying to kill me. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the worst things about it, and not to sound like uh, money hungry or nothing, but I know for a fact that my company that I'm currently employed with, motherfuckers, um, they got that uh, that grant for hazard pay, mm-hmm. and they put that shit in their bottom line instead of paying our workers. Their wow. workers also were. And they was like, you know, we just glad that we, we didn't have to lay anybody off. And if, if we did, you guys would be compensated. I said, I bet we would. With that X amount of dollars you got to, you know, pat our pockets like y'all got. That's crazy. I feel, I feel bad for, like, the people that, like you, like, actually have to go out here. But the companies don't want to pay you for risking your health to be out here. Like, mm-hmm. we making you money. Like, what they have to pay people to work is not nearly as much as the money that they're really making. Mm-hmm. And so it's crazy that... They just can't even pay people. Like, the people in the grocery stores, they should pay them. Like, nurses, all of them. But, I don't know. Like you said, people care more about having bigger pockets than people's health. Because it's like, oh, well, she gets sick, she got to go. We, we can replace her. There's, there's so many people looking for jobs right now. So Exactly. Which is a horrible mindset. Like, you have people out here who have bills, so they're going to work. While you're at home. In your nice house that probably got a bowling alley and some more shit. When you you ain't bored, you got something to do. And you, us right here. You ain't living check to check. Not at all. Mm. Not at all. They probably mad because they can't take their family vacations like they uh, probably normally do for the summer. They had to sit still. But still, can you imagine these corporations, their backyards are probably awesome. <laughs> Our backyards are what it is like there's nothing back there <laughs> you know they reported that uh jeff bezos made like i don't know 32 billion dollars back in july mm. august something like that and they just like you could take a percentage of that and end homelessness for for the entire world mm. and you just sit back and think like he could literally give Damn near every citizen in America $100,000, and it would just be a drop in the hat, tax write-off, whatever the fuck it is to him. Yeah, Mm. one man, all that money, what do you do with it? I mean, he's smart. That's all I can say. Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't, they always say behind every great fortune is a great crime. Hmm. I'm not saying that, you know, he's a criminal. I'm just saying that you don't make that much money without fucking somebody over. That's true. You know, so mm-hmm. I'm not going to dig into it because he got enough money to make a person like me disappear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you know, he going to stop people looking into me. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. If you, uh, you was blessed with like a billion dollars, mm-hmm. what would be the first thing you would do? 
probably give my grandma, grandmother's money, like both of them, just break them off. Okay. What What would be the 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 item you would just blow money on? And mm. I ain't talking about like buying a house. I mean, like a, a just a ridiculous purchase. A stupid ass purchase. <sighs> I don't know. I probably. I don't even know. I, honestly, I don't know. I, I take my whole family on vacation would be wouldn't be ridiculous. Okay. I don't really like ridiculous shit. So. Only thing I could think of is I probably would buy the same pair of shoes over and over in different colors, some stupid shit like that, or okay. just buy buy a bunch of clothes that I know I know I ain't going to wear because I buy clothes now that I don't wear. <laughs> so I know I know for a fact I'll probably be on the internet just buying shit that I just like. <laughs> this not even my steez. I'm gonna buy it anyway because I got it. Like yeah. I, ball out on some clothes like amazon just be like yeah hey, i'm back here where you want these boxes right put them in the garage over there <laughs> over there so basically uh you you said you would you would be like uh kevin McAllister uh um from home alone he took his whole family on vacation yeah and they never said what this nigga did and he had like a half a million dollar house back Bro, in 1990 when you watching that as a kid you not even realizing like you see it as like oh yeah dang that's a big house but you ain't even think about, damn, what is the mortgage on that bitch like? <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at it now like, that nigga must have been really doing something because he took him, I don't know if it was his brother or his wife's sister, but basically a whole nother family with the same amount of kids as y'all mm-hmm. to Paris. And like, who doing all that? I, if I had the money, I would. Like, if I could, hell yeah, I would take take my family. They don't know how to act probably, but shit, still take the ass, like. And they, to do. they was comfortable. Definitely. The you parents know? in first class, the kids in the fucking back. Coach. Yeah. Like That's ridiculous. That's money. Can you for business class, as they call it now. Mm-hmm. Fucking seats. Maybe I'm just poor. I don't know. But <laughs> uh I guess what, what some people consider poor is uh a six figure income. Compared to what it seemed like what they had. They looked like they was close to seven. And doing very well for themselves. But that be tripping me out now. Like, when you look at how, you know, all these other people (laughs) are coming and moving in. in these ridiculous price apartments, like downtown. It's like, what the hell do y'all do for a living? Like, what do y'all, what do you people do? Like, where are these jobs at so I can apply to? Because I'm trying to figure out, how, like, all these people making practically six figures to be affording these $4,000, $5,000 a month rent mm-hmm. on apartments that are as big as the apartments on Laurel. Like. But, you know, if you if you do some research about, you know, those particular situations, um, they don't have to go through all the steps that, you know, people of color like ourselves have That's to go through. That's very true. There isn't a, uh, you know, a, a miraculous new fee added to it or a, a scrupulous background check. Um, and then a lot of those, you know, families are, you know, they have handed down credit, 
you know. Yeah, so it's, it's an automatic. Money. Yeah, it's yeah. an automatic. Uh, I guess you could say okay with them when it's a scrupulous um, uh, investigation on people of color. Yeah, you know. So it's it's different for people who wasn't put in the position as a, a you know a child or whatever to come into. Yeah. So at this point, it's like I couldn't. My first apartment was like seven hundred. And that was X amount of years ago. I'm not going <laughs> to say my age and everything. But, uh, you know, I couldn't, I can't pay more. I mean, and the new normal is like minimum 1200 And that's yeah. for one bedroom. Yeah. And that might not even be all utilities. Like, you might have to pay two things. And that's affordable. Yeah. You know. But then there's certain places that they consider condos when it's like less than 1500 feet. And you paying fifteen to seventeen hundred? Oh no, I've seen it. They, and the, the nicest of little apartments, but they are so small. Mm-hmm. And then they're charging. You basically charging for the amenities, but it ain't even no real amenities. Like the rental office is the amenity. That part looks nice, <laughs> but the daggone apartment is a whole daggone box. And I, you mean to tell me you want to charge me fifteen hundred for some marble counters, like? And all black appliances, like, come on now, where's the space? Like, where's the goddamn space? And what people like me who have children and you, it's hard to find apartments and it's hard to find places accommodating because everything's expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, shoot, I just seen like the, I used to live around the village of Morgan, they mm-hmm. went into the new management and I was just like, oh, let me see what the rent is like now, bruh. What I was paying is now like two thousand dollars. Damn, that's crazy <laughs> for right there. Like, like y'all tripping? <laughs> two racks. Does that come with like a butler or no? Free and, gas? Then, and when I used to, they used to be so mad because this is my house. They trash can. Y'all charging me twenty, twenty, twenty five dollars to come get the trash that I can walk to the trash can. The trash is right there. Like, huh? Yes, they will pull the trash. And I was like, I really don't want to pay y'all for this. Um, the trash can was right there where the TV is, like right there. Wow. Not far. Like, And I still and I still took my trash and still got charged for that because I'm like, it's no point to leave the trash right here just because y'all going to come pick it up when the trash is literally, the dump is right there. So that's what they call their amenities. Like somebody comes around to collect the trash or... They got a trash chute or, you know, got a pool. and But the, the it's ridiculous. Two, two, over $2,000. Okay. <laughs> ridiculous. I was like, oh, no. Mm-mm. So what's, uh, what's something that just, like, was off the wall that you experienced in the past six months? I ain't even been, I ain't been doing nothing too crazy. Uh... I would say the most like craziest thing that has happened to me would be like understanding the dynamic of friendships, I guess. And I would say that in heavy quotations. Okay. Um, yeah. I, Cause I, I've been like the last six months, a lot of good things have been happening for me. And then you see me hanging out with new people, mm-hmm. which I thought, you know, was a plus and stuff like that. Then just to come to find out, like, 
you I've learned that when people show you who they are, you need to fucking believe that shit and don't ever think that it wouldn't happen to you like that. Okay. So Yeah. Now, I could I could definitely understand that. A lot of people don't understand um the difference between friends, mm-hmm. associates mm-hmm. and just people that's just around. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Like yeah, I learned the lesson on that. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> look, we we've all been there. Yeah, I, like you know, just thinking you finding your sisterhood. Like when you black like, girl, you know, you need to be giving people a trial and error basis. Like, and then you see little stuff, but you kind of ignore it because you know you think, ah, oh, nah, they they wouldn't do that to me or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then in the end, like I already knew, they did it to you. You know what I'm saying? So, it's just catty stuff with women. I don't. Yeah, you would think at grown at your grown age, like stuff would be different, but nah. So, oh well, everyone doesn't see or doesn't uh really get grown until you know their eyes are like fully open. Yeah, that's true. So you know, a lot of people are shielded or coddled depending on who they've been around, mm-hmm. you know, especially when they get into, like, let's say, their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, when you really get real-life experience. Mm. So, you know, it took for me to be, what, 26 to, you know, stop hanging around certain people, doing certain things, um, being more adult, yeah. you know, and realizing, you know, everything that I'm doing that's affecting my life, whether it be, you know, physically, financially, yeah. credit-wise, spiritually, whatever. You know, so a lot of people don't get that. Yeah. But we were brought up under the scrupulation that a hard head makes a soft behind. Definitely. And I fucking banged my head so many <laughs> damn times like I don't understand English. So that definitely, like, I've learned the hard way multiple times to pretty much the majority of my damn 20s, like, learning the same lesson. That's why, like, now the space that I'm in, I just step back and be like, nah, a lot of stuff just not even worth it. Because you bring on so much stress mm-hmm. to yourself when you just attach yourself, yourself to things that don't even matter to you. Like, everything isn't that as important as it, well, as important as you think it is. Like, you know, yeah, that I want to hang out with y'all, yeah, but... In hindsight, it's like, if it got me feeling a certain way, sometimes when you see certain things or, you know, people do think, like, certain friendship isn't, it shouldn't be have to ever be questioned. If that's your friend, you would know, you always know that's your friend. Mm-hmm. So, just learning, like, you got, it's okay to let people go. It's okay to let things go. Shit will come back. Or you will get something better. It's the it's the high school effect, you know, like when you in high school and, you know, you became a senior, you like, oh, the day has finally come. Mm-hmm. It's time for me to get out of here. I ain't got to see these teachers no more. Mm-hmm. I ain't got to worry about the school bus or whatever. And then on graduation day, you like, oh, I'm not going to see these people every day. Yeah. You start you start reminiscing about good moments instead of the overall picture. And yeah. people kind of take that feeling with them throughout life. So 
even when it comes to like let's say like a bad relationship, mm. you start highlighting the bad and, and overseeing and, and uh, skipping over the, uh, the, good. the good. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's true. So it all depends on, um, you know. That's because it's so easy to hold on to bad stuff. Yeah, because it's it's depending on depending on your situation. If you normalize it, yeah. Pe- people will get used to anything. You know, if you if you stuck in a lease at an apartment and you can't afford to move, you'll get used to being in a messed up situation. And people do that with everything in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if all you know is bad and you're stuck around bad and you're being treated badly, you know what I'm saying? That's what your new normal is. So you get used to it. Yeah. So. And I'm pretty sure that's a hard cycle to break out of through experience. Yeah. That's very true. Well, um, I know me. I don't need no more bad. I feel mm-hmm. as though yeah, I'm done. I'm over it. I, <laughs> yeah, I feel as though uh, I'm good. You know, I, I get to flinching that bad when I even think it's kind of like, you know what? My spaz. Like, I, don't, I'm, like, I don't need nothing else that ain't for me to be around me at all. Like, this past by year within itself, shoot. It's crazy how you look back at where you were last year at this time. So it's like so glad to be where I am right now, especially headspace and all of that. Like so glad. I don't yeah, I don't want any more bad I might run somebody over with my car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh y'all can't see her right now, but she said it with a straight face and a stoic <laughs> demeanor, the conviction that she whispered out when she said she was serious. Mm-hmm. She just didn't want to let you know that she was serious so you would take her lightly. Oh, mm-hmm. back that infinity right on up. <laughs> okay. Just take the whole bump off. All right, the corner already <laughs> messed up. Take the whole jump off. Okay. Hey, I don't want that smoke, and I don't think y'all want it either. <laughs> and that's no bullshit. So uh, uh, let me ask you this. What's uh, – what are you What are you watching these days? What are you What is your current uh, binge? I'm all over the place. I don't finish Sister Sister, Moesha. You know, still got to keep up with your Real Housewives of Potomac. Uh, right now, though, because I've never fully watched The Office mm-hmm. in order. Okay, I've always you catch it and it's random episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm watching right now. Okay, and I'll probably watch it again because it's that funny. Like after. What was it? Season seven when Michael left, it it, it kind of went left, um, in my experience. Mm-hmm. But there's some funny highlighted scenes. Mm-hmm. But season one through seven was was pretty much funny as hell to me. Now, um, I can say that hands down that was like one of my addictions at that time. Mm-hmm. But my taste for TV is like all over the place. Like, um, you ever watch Psych? Yeah, I okay. like that show's funny too. Yeah, I, and when The Office was, was out, I think it was like around season three or four, Psych had just came out. I was watching that. I was watching Supernatural. I was watching... Dang, that's the old shows from like WB. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So, uh, I mean, Supernatural's in its 15th and final season that's right now. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? It started in 2005. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, it, it all depends. Like, currently, what did I just finish watching? Um, hoops. 
that crazy. Uh, oh, I didn't even watch that. Yeah, it's it's a it's a cartoon basketball joint. Oh, I started it. I actually jump. did it on Netflix. I did start it. It yeah. was it's by the same um people who made F is for Family. No, 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 no. Um, you ever watched the New Girl? No. Okay. Well, I think you should watch that. That's okay. funny. It's it's dry humor, but it would be crazy situations. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's something you should check out. But um all right, have you seen that movie uh with Damon Wayans Jr. um Let's Be Cops? I must be missing everything cuz hell no. This came out years ago. Mm-mm. Well, the the guy that plays Nick on New Girl, he voices the main character who's the coach on the show Hoops. Okay. Yeah. So That show is funny like. Yeah, that Jones is funny. Um I'm watching The Boys right now, season two. That's crazy. So. I just be all over the place. Actually, excuse me, been really trying to get into, like, anime. Oh, really? Yeah, so I finished, uh, well, I love Sailor Moon, so I kind of rewatched all of that. Okay. Um, in 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 you in you uh, I'm trying to. Yeah, there we go. Okay, with with the red. uh, Yeah, so I, I started watching that. Okay. So. I mean, I think anime, we have some good storylines, if you find, like, the right show. I, uh, Death... Death what? Note? Yeah, I watched that. Really? I, I'm really upset that, that that was it. I would have liked more of that. Well, I'm not to put you out there or nothing like that or make myself a nerd, but uh, a lot of people don't realize is that when it's only, like, short seasons for certain animes... Mm-hmm. That's all that was, like, approved, and, like, they continue in, like, Japan, uh, or it's still, like, the comic book, which they call manga. Oh, yeah, that is true, because I tried to figure out why they didn't have the dub version for, like, the last season of Sailor Moon, and that's because they didn't give the license to uh, whoever the American that do it, so. Yeah, the they production company. Yeah, they didn't give them the license for it, so I would have to watch the entire season in subtitles. Check out Seven Daily Sounds. Okay, good. All right, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, I'm I'm deep into the manga right now, so I'm like, you know, all the way to the left. And um, I don't think it's on Netflix anymore. It might still be, might be on Hulu. One Punch Man is pretty funny. I think it is on Hulu. Yeah, I think Hulu got a good um anime selection actually. Yeah, and um, you got Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, My Hero Academia. Yeah, I heard of that too. Yeah, that's that's my favorite anime right now. Okay. Okay. Not favorite anime of all time, <laughs> but my favorite anime right now. Like I want to go to a convention and everything now. Like I'm when everything goes back, I'm just ready. I want to dress uh, up and all that. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Comic Con uh messed up uh one of my date nights last year. Oh really? Blew the shit out of me. What happened? Hold up, was it was it last year? No, I'm sorry. It was Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Um, Me and my girl at the time had reservations at the steakhouse at the harbor. Mm -hmm. And uh, the reservation was for 8 o'clock. We get there at 7.15. We looking for parking. And there's people everywhere um, dressed in like superhero costumes and, and like wrestling <laughs> costumes and I'm like is there a party going on here like what's what's it's cold people are in shorts and shit and I get to call the people I'm like hey man you know why 
you know, people dress up like pirates and shit at the uh, harbor, and they like, yeah, man, Comic-Con at the uh, Gaylord. I'm like, motherfucker. They took up parking from from there to, like, back up the St. Barnabas Road. Damn. And literally, people were, you know, uh, just everywhere. We couldn't, we, it almost took us, like, 45 minutes to park by the time we parked or found some place to park. She was like, fuck it, let's just go to Friday's. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is some bullshit. So, I mean, you know, she was over it. She said, fuck the steak. Let's yeah. go get Friday's food. So, I mean, luckily for me, because it was a surprise, um, because of her work schedule at the time, mm-hmm. she didn't know if she was going to get off early enough. So I had made reservations at, like, three different restaurants. Okay. But I was like, you know, one's here, one's in uh, Temple Hill, one's in Waldorf. I'm like, you know, which one you want to go to? She was she was over it. Yeah. So. And 45 I, minutes riding around in the car, shit. Ten minutes, I would have been over that shit. Let's go, <laughs> let's go, cause no, yeah, I, I would have been like, fuck it. That's why, I like, definitely, so stuff down there, you gotta know what's happening, mm-hmm. cause if you want the Uber or do something elsewhere, cause I would have been pissed at all the motherfuckers dressed up. Probably would have been just out the window with my finger, like, get flipping in the bird, <laughs> like, fuck all y'all right now. Like, nah, but you know what? I was trying to. I, I wasn't trying to, you know, act like it wasn't bothering me, but I was trying to keep her calm. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? The patience thing, it, it could be, you know, fleeting when it comes to certain women. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to, me? like, yeah. So I was trying to ease the situation. So, you know, as soon as I got to Fridays, I was like, cool, wait right here. Like, I already got a bottle and everything. So I was like, I'm about to get this cup of ice. <laughs> I'll get you some taser. I'll be right back. I go in there. I go straight up to the counter. I put a 20 in the guy's hand. I said, look, this is what I need, and I need this as soon as possible. I don't give a fuck what these people behind me are talking about. Can you make this happen for me? Mm. It's another 20 in for you. I got you. I'm telling you right now, and the guy, I had my food within 25 minutes. That's good. You know? So, uh, we was able to get out of there. I had told her that, um, look, let's just go get a room. Um, so, uh, you know what I'm saying? We can be comfortable. We ain't got to worry about going back to the other side of town. What she didn't know was that I already rented a suite and I had decked that joint out. That's You know what I'm saying? So, it, I, I made the best out of the bad situation. It started out horrible. Y'all not talking now? Nah. Fuck her. Because she <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah. So, you know, it's just one of them things in life that just happens. So, I'm yeah. not really worried about it, but... Comic-Con is something I always wanted to go to. And like like certain people, um, you, you don't want to go out of town by yourself. You want to enjoy the experience mm-hmm. with my friends. So at that time, when I was really pushing to go there, I was like, you know, I'm going to wait till I get somebody to, you know what I'm saying, go you with gotta me. find you a group of people or something yeah. that's, like, into that stuff. Yeah, this girl it, I'm with the school with, she's, like, heavy into it. To that stuff. Like, I think she's the one who probably got me into, like, Sailor Moon and stuff like well, that. Well, pass, pass her my information oh, so, cool. so uh, we could all go to uh, Comic-Con in the future. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to go. I ain't going to hold you. Like, I'm really trying. I'm going to dress up. I don't know who, what character I'm going to be, but I'm going to find that shit on Amazon or something because they be making their shits, and I ain't got time to be cutting and trying to sew because the... Detail they put into them daggone costumes is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna put a bandana on and go as you know myself. <laughs> <laughs> I might pull my shell out. I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> well, yeah, that's uh, 
That's a bet. I'm gonna look that shit up. Okay. So, uh, yeah, like like I was saying, uh, TV right now, um, it's very. I don't want to say uh, repetitive, but I don't really see anything new or you know innovative now. As far as content being made, like that's being streamed on like YouTube and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of platforms that's like on the uprise for people doing stuff that you know any old person would do. It's gonna be bad for like actors and act- actresses because. Especially these like big corporations, and uh, there's really gonna be no need for all of that stuff. Everything's about to be streamed. Yeah, like, I mean, but look at it. Look at it this way, right? A few months ago, I want to say it was like back in May, I was just having to put on like uh, ESPN or C-SPAN. Uh, no, not C-SPAN, ESPN, and Baby Boy was on there. Mm-mm. I was like, what? Why are they playing a movie on ESPN? They like, were they really ran out of ideas when the people couldn't come together to do no type of TV. That's the funniest thing. Like it was nothing on TV, <laughs> nothing, nothing. And Baby Boy was probably on every channel there was. Like it was nothing. It's, on it's bad enough that that's already like a, a, a BET a, staple. A, yeah, it's a it's a dramedy that's been um, repeated so much that it's it's a comedy. No, it's not not even a dramedy. It's a it's a drama slash. Um, how would you put it? Hood movie? Yeah. But people look at it as a comedy now. Yeah, you do laugh at it because so, you've seen it so much. Yeah. Do, let me ask you a question. Do you follow All Def Digital? Who? Okay. <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll talk about it after the show, but um, uh, have you ever seen, like, Roast Me on Facebook? I'm trying to... Oh, so, my dude put me... Like, he showed me this show that, that was on YouTube. And it's like a classroom setting, mm-hmm. and it was Joan and yeah. that's that shit was hilarious. Like, yeah, I, that's funny. Okay, so I discovered that about two years ago, and uh, you know when you follow certain pages, people share stuff, and you know you find a lot of people that you end up like following or mm-hmm. becoming fans of. So, All Def Digital was a company that Russell Simmons started x amount of years ago mm. and he brought in all these black uh comedians content creators and gave them the freedom to create you know different shows on this platform mm. so um a lot of the people on it like gave me the inspiration to create this podcast that's what's up you know what i'm saying and a lot of the people particularly was on that show so the reason i bring it up is because one of the comedians on mm-hmm. there his name Kev on stage. Have you ever heard of him? Oh, yeah. That's the bald head one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, he started uh, a Keep Your Distance comedy show. <laughs> now, he always, he already has, like, a big fan base, right? Mm-hmm. Out there in California. And um, what he did was he set up a, a stage in the alley. And he's working with this uh, TV uh, studio or a production studio to have, like, a crowd of people for, like, you know, maybe 15 to 20 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he has comedians come in, and he do their sets. He's also streaming it to, like, mm-hmm. you know, 10,000, 20,000 people. How many people buy tickets? He created a platform for comedians to practice their material and, at the same time, uh, found a way to get the club element out of because you can't, yeah. you can't gather inside more than 10 people. So... 
that right there, I see that becoming something that somebody else wants to purchase. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That idea. They already got a certain comics and entertainers that are like uh, doing outside shows. They're renting out uh, drive-in movie theater lots and mm-hmm. doing shows that way. So I told myself, I said, I've been wanting to, uh, I've been wanting to do a TV show for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of writing the script. And I'm going to either sell the script or I'm going to shoot it myself and post it. Yeah, that's what you got to do. Now, everything now is like the way um, the internet has taken over, the way you can just sell yourself is amazing. Like now it's no longer you trying to go find this director or somebody like, okay, please take a look at my script or like try to get them to view your stuff. Like if you sell yourself well enough and, you know, promote, promote and, you know, get your stuff out there to get people to view your content. That's it. It'll take off. Like, because these people are getting, like, discovered through the internet. You just have to have, like, the right platform and patience. Because all it's going to take is that one person to share your stuff. And then everybody's going to be, like, we want more, we want more, we want more. Look at Ryan's toy review. It's a kid who plays with toys. Yes. And gets paid. Hey, then, he came, got money. Then, he, then he came out with toys and they was cheap as hell and people bought them he had a deal with walmart i'm just like i'm a grown man i could play with toys i could <laughs> i could talk about a lot better than him <laughs> the only difference is that all these kids are sitting in front of the you know the screen yes, watching kids him. are just and that's where they they're saying everything youtube man. youtube is back like at, like all the way up here because that's all kids do they watch other kids play with toys I don't understand that madness but that's all they do and the, their faces aren't in front of screens mm-hmm. so they don't even realize like how much opportunity that they have bef- like we didn't have this growing up and like even trying to get ourselves out there it was not like like I mean the internet was there but mm-hmm. We didn't people who like were that. able to like you know soldier boy and all of them like were able to you know make something of like youtube and all that other stuff if we would have knew like know like how big the internet was going to be a lot of us probably could could have bagged right now remember when people first started talking about bitcoins that you could buy for like 10 cents mm-hmm. imagine if we, we actually put money into that exactly like literally you could have put a hundred dollars into bitcoin 15 years ago or however long ago when it first rumored and I probably wouldn't be here right now physically in this house I would be in my estate you know possibly or one of my businesses that I plan on starting and or like I plan on doing Landover Legend Studios you know I'll be shooting my podcast from there you know that's good it's all you gotta start somewhere it's always about the vision Put that shit up on a board, make your list, check that shit off, and make it happen. Consistency. Definitely. You know, being consistent is key. And, you know, a lot of people are hesitant to, you know, be, uh, you know, berated or have people uh, give criticism or whatever. People are going to hate. People are going to show love. You got to be careful. You have to be um you know aware 
of your own self and, and how you want things to be. Because if you go through life expecting people to always accept you or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, want to uplift you, it, you'll never get anywhere. You're going to be disappointed. Because I just, I just said, like, people shouldn't be discouraged um, when they see people around them doing things that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it, so many people out here doing the same exact thing. The same exact thing. But just because you want to do it now doesn't mean make any less of your idea than the thousands of people that have done it before you. So, you just got to stick to whatever your craft is, study it, show what yours sets apart from everybody else, and just keep at it. And it'll do what it's supposed to do. But people are so scared to do things because they're worried about, like, oh, well, this person's going to say, mm-mm, just do it. If that's what you're passionate about, that's what you want to do, just do it. So, um, what's one of the things that you stream that other people say is stupid? That I stream that says dumb? Yeah, like, uh, something that I think is a waste of time, but people are fascinated by it, like, obsessed, mm-hmm. is, is mukbangs. I don't, oh, yeah. I don't get, I don't get the obsession of watching other people eat food. I, I like it. I don't know why, but it makes me hungry, so I start watching it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I be like, damn, that seafood looks so good, dog. That looks so good. But then I just gonna be like, let me turn this shit off. That looks stupid watching this lady eat this guy because I can taste it in my mouth, but I ain't even eating this shit. Like. Yeah, no, that probably would be the dumbest thing that I probably watch from time to time. I don't watch it all the time, but definitely ha- have beloved life saved in my YouTube channels. Okay. Um, I watch a lot of, like, I don't know, waxing, like eyebrow stuff, makeup stuff. Okay. Um, what's like another guilty pleasure that I just probably watch on YouTube? It just be so stupid and random. Like, I don't know, just like the little common stuff that just be dumb as hell. Be somebody cutting that type of paper or something, but the sound just like yeah. I don't know. It just it just real calm. Like I watch like stupid stuff. Like they pour paint on something. Like it's stupid, but sometimes uh no don't judge me i watch uh like the doctor pimple popper yeah i said i did well, i've seen i that. don't i don't know why i like watching it it's, it's just like but yeah it is very like i always cringe but i always watch the next video yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what is it gonna come out this person it's like? crazy like yeah i seen my son <laughs> i seen his tiktok he did a mukbang hold, like, on, he, hold and, on hold on hold on you already know who <laughs> <Hold on>. <laughs> <laughs> He did. He didn't want eating noodles. All you said, all you see him doing, like that's all you see him doing. I was dying laughing. Like I know he not doing that. Like I know he not. He got a TikTok. Yeah. How many followers he got? I don't know what number page this is because he can't remember his password. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but they all got TikToks. Like I don't think Kari got one, but I know Kiari and. I'm already doing all they do is stand in and do them dumb dances all day. And I was like, y'all don't care about lighting because <laughs> oh, oh, some of these videos, I'm like, it's dark. You can't even see you. I'm like, what? Man, yeah, these kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, 
have a TikTok. Um, I'm not a, a a challenge person or a person. I have one, but I haven't. I don't really do it like that. Like I, I have it because I follow them. Yeah. But um, I be trying to get into it. Like, mm-hmm. want to learn something to do it with dance. I tried to do the little um, Chloe and Haley do it dance. Learn mm-hmm. that. I got hot. I was like, uh-uh. I got to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I ain't young no more. I got chill. I got to relax. I, I go through my uh, Instagram story sometimes, and I, I I literally forget how old I am mm-hmm. and where I'm at in life when I see my nephews <laughs> like in the studios Dog. with mustaches <laughs> and smoking weed and shit, and I'm like. I used to pick y'all up from daycare. Right. Like, after school. Like, <laughs> so, um, I'm about to I'm about to embarrass myself. Uh, Omar Makar. Mm. They had to been six, seven, eight, somewhere around that age group. I don't remember. But <laughs> years ago, um, this is back when uh, they filed with Africa for the summer, and I had them all summer. <laughs> And that was that was it was it was a high stressful situation. I bet that new. was a busy summer. That was bad. I was I was getting off work. I was working ten hour shifts. I had to go pick them up from daycare, take them back home, do homework, yeah. uh, make sure they clean up because they messed up the house every day. Yeah. <laughs> they was busy. And then make sure they got to bed and then had to drop them off for school in the morning. Like I was like a full time parent and um I wasn't responsible for them being born, so I felt some type of way. I was <laughs> uncle of the year, and they still haven't come out with an official Uncle's Day. I need that shit. But, I'm pretty sure it is, because grandparents got a day. It just passed. I don't remember what day it was, but... Well, I, I'm going to Google that shit when I get out of here. <laughs> but um, one day I picked him up, and I went to Kevin's house. I went to go talk to him about something, mm-hmm. but I don't remember exactly what it was. But anyway... Fast forward, I got them sitting in the car while I'm talking to him, sitting on his porch. And I can see out the corner of my eye that these little bad motherfuckers, they made their way out the backseat, or Omar did, not Mac though. <laughs> and he rolled the windows up and locked the doors. And I had an old old school car. It was like an 89 Celebrity or something oh like that. God. So, what you know, it had, it had the, the, the crank window shaft and everything. Yeah. So... I'm like, sit down. You know how you get that threat from 10 feet away, <laughs> and they get that stern face, and you think they, they got the point, but they don't. Yeah. So I, I go back. I, I'm talking to Kevin. I just hear a clunk. Wait a minute. I turn around, and my car is rolling backwards. Oh, my God. So uh, instinct took over. I jumped off of his porch onto the sidewalk and then onto my car. And Omar is just staring while the the car is moving. He thinking he's driving. MacDonald's in the backseat laughing. And I'm like, I'm telling him to stop the car like his foot's going to reach the pedal. Like he's standing in the seat. I'm getting dragged by my own vehicle trying to slow it down. And I look back and Kevin's laughing on the porch. I'm like, (laughs) bro, help. I'm like, help me. Help me. My car jumps the curve and hits a tree and stops, right? Oh, my Not God. much, not much with a, a dent to my trunk, and the kids was okay. And then once the car stopped, that's when I seen Kevin, not not jogging, not running, but walking towards me. <laughs> I'm like, bruh, 
He's like, dog, when I seen you jump off my porch, I instantly bust out laughing. He said, I never seen you move that fast. <laughs> I said, did you not see what just happened? I would have liked to see that shit, too. How fast you fucking come up off I, the porch. I bet you would have. Yeah, you probably would have instantly laughed, I would have died, too, myself. <laughs> like, I ain't even going to hold you. That shit, that shit blew me. But I, I knew then and there to, uh, um, you know, let them sweat from now on and not let them lose mm-hmm. in the car if I leave them in there. That is funny. I, I did that, though, before. I ain't locked the doors. It was an accident. I remember. Right there. And my grandma would drive where in my father's car. He had this thing. I think it was a fake alarm or something. Okay. But it was right behind the gear, the shift. Mm-hmm. And I was pulling it. And I pulled it and I hit the shift. And then the car started rolling <laughs> back. And I just, oh! Like that. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, it scared me because like I ain't realize like what was going on or whatever. But he hurried up and hopped in the uh, hopped in the car. I think he damn near like sat on me for real. But <laughs> <laughs> hopped in the car and pushed the hit the emergency brake and stopped. That shit's crazy. That would be my second brush with death right here because remember we came back from South Carolina. I, I we was living there at one point when I was real little, mm-hmm. and my grandmother pulled up and she was across the street. And I ran across the street. Just ran. Oh, shit. Like. Just avoiding traffic. I don't even know if any cars was coming or if it, I don't know. I just remember they told me, yeah, you you was damn near about to be a goner. Like, just ran. I seen my grandmother and just took off. Guardian angel. Yeah. Man, I wasn't, I wasn't that lucky. I remember when I turned eight and, um. I had got this sky blue, sky blue bike with a banana seat, eighth birthday. It wasn't brand new, it was like fresh for a thrift store bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm riding up and down the block enjoying my little life. And I'm like, man, I can't nothing beat this. And you know, in this street, or at least for us, you can go from one end to the yeah, other. But if end. you bent that corner, yeah, that's trouble. You that bet not ass. bend the corner. So I'm going down towards the bus stop. And I'm pedaling my life away. And you know, when you uh, when you get to a certain point and your pedals is uh, vertically, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So you got to press back to slow down. Yeah. And I messed around and misjudged and went forward. Mm. Bike went into the street. All I saw was a green car and then waking up to an ambulance driver waking me up. And Sherry yelling, Mike Turns, you okay? And I'm like... My head hurt. <laughs> so, literally, I got hit. Damn. Um, I was really little then, because I don't remember this. So, this was 93. Yeah, I was three, two, yeah. three years old. So, fall of 93, I get hit. Uh, the guy pulls off, didn't stop for nothing. Damn, yeah, left hit, your ass hit, dead. Hit one driver. That's hit. fucked up. How you going to hit a child and go ghost on his ass? And my mother was like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. How's my bike? And she's like, your bike? I'm like, I just got the bike. It was ruined. <laughs> I think I said, fuck it, I'm alive with my bike. And you know what? Technically, I made a mistake. But, you know, I didn't hit myself, you know. Mm-hmm. And somehow my mother made it my fault. I was like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did mess up. Because <laughs> your ass got, why was you on the street? <laughs> It was you. I'm going to beat you up. You alive? And, and technically, I didn't even go that far into the street. 
like once I once I went through the uh, the crosswalk, I stopped. But he kept like he wasn't paying attention. It's that the turn right there. Yeah, we just bent. Yeah, I can't even hold you. Like I, I definitely go past the stop sign when I'm trying to stop. Yeah, there's an actual stop line. Yeah, there's a line right there. Yeah, there. and it's been violated for years. Yeah, definitely, because you know? I violated plenty of times. But because it's like you feel like you can't see where they got the line at because the trees and all that stuff is right there. So you gotta pull up a little bit more, you know. Like see. <laughs> Yeah, that shit. That so, shit was yeah, that is true. Ain't nothing. Oh man, to to think that far back, that was damn twenty seven years ago. That's a long time. Yeah, that was twenty seven years ago. Well, at least you ain't like really, really get hurt. I I you know thank God for my enormous side head and thick skull apparently <laughs> because I literally walked away with a with a headache. Yeah, it could have been worse. I now nine times out of ten I might have been concussed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you had a concussion. Black, black people don't go to the hospital unless it's really important. Like what you, you ain't die, so yeah. that's the reason why you ain't break no bones. Don't go to sleep. That was the remedy for you. Exactly. He can't go to sleep. He don't don't let him go to sleep. Robotus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't let him go to sleep. So um I mean if you think about it Times times is always progression, but they they'll never be the same. Like, do you remember the nineties? Like, of course you were you were a lot younger, but do you, do you remember in the, like let's say the two thousands? How the 90s I remember were? like the late nineties to the two thousand. Everything was carefree. Like it wasn't. I mean, as a kid, nothing. You felt like you was worrying about a lot of shit, but you wasn't really worried about no real shit. Like, mm-hmm. I would love to go back to that time where carefree yeah like all i gotta worry about is school i tell my kids all the time like yo all you have to do is work okay i'm over here trying to figure out dang people need shoes people need clothes what's for dinner breakfast like it's, as a parent, it's so many things that run through your mind, especially with your kids, and as long as your household, then you your car, mm-hmm. you, health, everybody, doctor's appointments, like, all of this stuff. And as a kid, you were just there, like, going along with the process. Like, you just know you got a, doc, a doctor's appointment on this day, so you got to go. Oh, you know dinner time is at this time. You didn't really have, you didn't have to prepare nothing. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was clean up and go to school and get good grades. That was it. Go out and play. Go outside and just have fun. That was that was hard for a lot of people to even, at least for the school part. Everything else was kind of niche, you know. Yeah, like go out and play. Like, ugh. I don't <laughs> even like outside, but I, I would take having to go back outside <laughs> any day, like not having to worry about nothing. That's oh, and that's funny because I remember growing up, I just be so pressed. Like, I can't wait. I can't wait, children. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Like this is uh this is not a, a threat. This is a forewarning to what adulthood is. Yeah. Yeah. I um I look forward to the day where I can like sit back on my porch and laugh at, you know, how much I, you know, had to go through to get to that point. Yeah. You know, when it's just like I can sip iced tea and not do shit because now I'm content with my life and everything's where I want it to be. Yeah. 
It's a lot of stuff now I look back and laugh. I'm like, you were such a dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> you were so stupid. And I'm telling you, this is like 92% of my adulthood. So it's like, God, why um, did you make that choice? Why? You, it's it's all about life experiences. You got, you got to look at it. Yeah. You got to look at it like this. If you didn't make those mistakes, you couldn't be where you are right now. That's very true. You know, so all that. All that comes with the territory. Yeah. You know? Um, you could, if you had the ability to rewind time, in my opinion, yeah, you can go back and try to fix those mistakes, but, you know, would you would you come out better or would you come out worse from that? Yeah. You know? So, at the end of the day, it's up to you to, uh, you know, figure those things out. Yeah, I want to change. I, I wouldn't want to change too much for real. I would just just change certain decisions. I would keep I would keep the kids. I don't get me wrong with that. All that can stay the same because people have a, like the perception of thinking that like a lot of the children, me having the kids or whatever, is the like the biggest thing that I would change from you know my life. Nah, the the kids are fine. It's just in between decisions that I definitely would change. So. Certain people you. Yeah. Wasted time on. Or wasted time with, and then certain opportunities missed for certain, like, for stupid reasons, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I definitely had some encounters with some people that I think that uh, left some mental scarring on me. Mm, or they were life lessons and not friends or associates. They just was like, I want you to learn what it's like to have a backstabber for three months of your life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or this is this is this is the type of people you don't want to be around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? These are the people you don't give rise to or lend money to and shit like that. Definitely. You know, so all rights of passage. You know. Especially Make you smarter for the next time. So exactly. I, I would I would also agree with uh you know, not looking at your past as, you know, curse, mm. but more blessings, you know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't have any kids myself, but I look forward to seeing a little version of myself one day. Don't worry, it's going to come. The headaches will be there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then what you're going to realize when you look at them, like, this motherfucker. <laughs> and then they're going to have the nerve to look just like you. Yeah. And like, ugh. Like, it's like, oh my God, was my mouth like that when I was growing up? Damn. Damn. Like, sometimes when they do certain stuff, I can't, I don't even get mad because I'm like, that is me. Like, that is me a thousand percent. I get all damn day. Damn. And then here, I hear Kari yelling at one, like, stop yelling at them. Like, like stop yelling. And I'd be looking back, like, all I do is yell. Like, that's what, that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, it just be funny. So. Has he as he as he took over as the leader of the the Benson tribe? Oh, he's Father Kari. Father Kari. Yes. Okay. He's, he's Father Kari. He he in charge. He know they know like what he say go. That's why when I'm cooking certain meals, mm-hmm. I try to let the other kids eat first. Okay. Like I made chili for the first time the other night, so I try to get the other kids to eat it okay. before he came down to eat it. Because if he would have tried to. My kids are like me. I'm picky. If it don't even look appealing or something, I'm, I'm like, I don't want it. 
So they that's gonna how I've been when I grew up. Yeah. Okay. If he be like, nah, then they gonna be like, no. <laughs> so they got a. It's a hive mind mentality, basically. That, yeah. Like, oh, uh, nah, my brother not doing that. So I'm not gonna do that. Wow. And then it's one minute everybody friends, then everybody arguing. Like it's just it's it's funny because it's just all of these different personalities. Mm-hmm. But I already told him. Okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, uh, like me, I know that you came up in the house with siblings and family members. Mm-hmm. And you remember those times where, you know, the, the parents was away and y'all did something stupid. And, <laughs> and y'all had to, you had to figure out a, 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 situa- a, a, a plan to get out of getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Has, have that, has that happened with the kids? Like, have they, have you caught them doing something or came back and found like the house of disarray or something broken and they, they done and it came up with an excuse or a lie that you can tell there's so much stuff that happens but they have definitely like they'll break something and somebody they ain't nobody gonna claim it until i see it mm-hmm. like when i put the curtains up now the curtains messed up but now they kind of try to like to blame everything on the the babies matter of fact <laughs> I, I can't go on <laughs> Omari, I got him. He has an Xbox or whatever. So he was playing the game. He got, I think he got mad and threw the controller at the TV. Mm. TV broke. Now, didn't say nothing. Didn't mention it. Didn't say anything. Just when it, I guess when it happened, he packed up his stuff out of the guest room and went back in his room. So I get up and. I try to, the way I try to keep them separated, since the, the babies are, like, the same, they like to watch the same stuff, mm-hmm. I make them watch TV in the guest room and mm-hmm. have let the other kids watch in their rooms. So I go in there to try to, you know, turn it on, and he's like, the baby, like, the baby broke the TV. <laughs> like, he broke the TV. I think he threw something at the TV. I had to sit and, like, think about it, like, what could he possibly throw? Like, what could... What could Jabari throw, like, at the TV to, to break the TV? And then I think he tried to blame it on Jazari. So now I'm about to ready to whoop ass, take names. Like, somebody about to get in trouble because now I got to buy a new television. Mm-hmm. I was like, nah, nah, that don't make no sense. So now I got to turn back to him. Who, what happened? Like, what happened? You, I, you need to tell me <laughs> verbatim exactly what happened. He broke the TV. He wrote, and then he, oh, I broke the TV. Like, so I always get him, the way to make it to him to tell the truth is say, so if I play the video back that I got in hand, <laughs> I'm going to see, uh, I, I'm going to see who she broke the television. And it's funny because consciously I, he knows that I don't got no goddamn camera on him. <laughs> but then again, at the same time, he like, damn, do she really got a camera in here? I was so pissed off. Like, what if I would have spanked her? Yeah, you the one now. You about to get your ass whooped because you lie. Not only did you lie, but you about to get somebody else in trouble for what? Because you got upset and you threw something at the TV because you got mad. He's eight. He damn. How old is he? Yeah, no, he's nine. Nine. He already eight. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's nine, Bruh. You know what I'm saying? So he is the, the, were, they were, all were do you, different stuff. Were you as as honest as upfront as you are right now when you were not? When I was not, probably not. I don't know. I feel like if I broke, you know, I don't know. Maybe not because me and Timmy broke the the 
what is that, the railing on the steps, mm-hmm. slide down the steps with cardboard. Yeah. And we weren't trying to tell on each other, so we both, like, got a whooping that day. But we, we just really just act like, I don't know what happened. I don't I don't know. House is old. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what happened. It was just coming down and setting it broke. I grew up with number snitches. When nobody wanted that smoke from my mother. Like, yeah. Like, I used to come up with the most intricate way to make things go away without punishment. And they would fold as soon as she just <laughs> inkled that she was going to grab Black Lightning, which was, was, was her belt at the time. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Black I'm just Lightning. Like, yes. So, uh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm just like, look, just listen to me. And this is going to work. Because, like... Try and make the plan. Yeah, when it came up on the, on the spot, I can I can maneuver this situation and make it where I'd be like, remember when such and such was moving that furniture and he bumped into the banister? I think that's how it got loose. And then when I had bumped into it earlier, it just came out the wall. Nah, Terrence was running and playing, and then this happened. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it just never stopped. Oh. So you know, after that, plausible deniability. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I say that same thing to police if I ever get stopped. What you doing here? Mm. I don't know. Here my ID though. Right. <laughs> mm. That's no. We bullshit. all gonna get in trouble now. Exactly. Fuck it. But yeah, no. They they're very interesting people. Well, uh, what would you say has been uh, your proudest moment as a mother so far? Seeing how much they look out for each other, like, granted, they they get on each other's nerves real bad. But I don't I don't care what the situation may be, they not about to let nobody like do nothing to none of us, like mm-hmm. at all. I don't care what the situation is. Like, you're gonna get jumped. You mess with one of us. Yes, it's you all mess of with us. all of us. And wait till the little ones really get big enough, and they definitely gonna be about it because. Them two? Oh, my God. Zabari, I'm definitely going to have to be worried about <laughs> Zabari. I ain't going to have to worry about her too much because she, she going to be able to hold her own. That attitude, oh, oh God. Once uh, once Kari gets old enough, you know, teachers probably won't even have to call you. They can go straight to him. Yeah. That's his son. <laughs> All right, so keep him. That's his son. So, but Yeah, just how they look out for each other. Is how, which is, I try to teach them that that's the way it's supposed to be. Like, okay, it's okay to have friends. It's okay to you know hang out with other people. But at the end of the day, none of that matters when it comes to your family. So your friends doing something to your siblings, handle your friend. Yeah, and that's that. Family first. Mm-hmm. That's key. Oh. Uh, so do they like uh, you know have play dates with friends or? Everyone pretty much just keeping to themselves. This new generation, like everything's online. Kari won't play Fortnite. Amari wants to be like Kari, but he don't get the concept. He don't play Fortnite that well, so Kari be trying to leave him out of the game. Mm-hmm. But Amari, they like they all just kind of be doing their own thing. That they, they go to like uh, their cousin's house or something, but. Mm, I don't be really liking a whole rack of people's kids or letting my kids go over people's house like that. Yeah. I don't, that's how I was brought up. Yeah. Yeah, you know us. We wasn't really going 
of a friend's house. Like, you can go outside to play. But just about it. you wasn't going to go stay the night at nobody's house. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think about it now. Last weekend, when we threw that surprise uh, cookout for uh, my mother, mm-hmm. I was just looking at my nieces and my great nieces and nephews, and I'm just like, y'all dry. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone out here is on their phone. phone or just looking at each other or, you know, I'm like, man, there's, there's like balls in the house. You know, I'm pretty sure there's a net and some type of badminton toy or something. Like, there's so much stuff that we did compared to them. And it's just like, if it's not in your hand and in your control, you don't know anything else. Yeah. I'm glad my kids still like to go outside and play. They was mad because David didn't take me to the park today. Oh, for real? Yeah. But (laughs) they still like to go outside. It's just for them. Like, when they at home, they just be at home chilling. Like. But if they come here and it's nice out, they, you'll see them running around for a little bit. But these kids these days, it, it is definitely phone first mm. and then everything after. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I might have my phone in my hand most of the day, but I'm not doing it strictly for entertainment. Yeah, you know but I'm it's saying? not. It's real-life conversations versus, like, Internet stuff. is like, it's not the same. Mm-mm. And the way the internet, to me, the way, uh, how the internet has been, it kind of fucked up a lot of stuff. Like, trying to get to know people now is very hard. Because people feel like they already know you. Just because we follow each other doesn't mean, like, you already know who I am, or you know me because I share some things, or you see me post some pictures and stuff. And then also the internet gives people the ability to hide who they are. Yeah. By creating like some type of facade, like like that is not you at all. So, um, have you experienced um, internet dating? Mm-hmm. Okay, and what, what what was uh some highlights and negatives about that? There is there was never a highlight. <laughs> 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 was not near a highlight because it was just so weird. I was so against it at first, like even trying to. Just trying to talk to people, just like they don't have no conversation, mm-hmm. nothing to talk about, nothing like it is horrible. Yeah, people think conversation has to be sexual, like that's not conversing. Like, I'm well aware that you probably do want to fuck, like, I'm well aware because if, if we're talking just through the internet it's something about you has to attract me uh, i'm have to be attracted to you in some way shape yeah. or form and that's it but that's not how it's about to come off at first like let's talk let's let's talk engage yeah these niggas don't know how to talk at all i, I had a conversation um with a friend of mine and i it's something that i've been thinking about and i've been noticing but you, you don't really hear it brought up in conversation that a lot of dudes, they don't know how to converse with a female unless they're trying to get at her. Like, there, there, isn't a, a, there isn't a lot of female friends for a lot of, you know, uh, I don't want to say men, but boys in this generation because that's how they act. So, of course they don't know you know, how to actually hold a conversation or what a conversation, you know, really is. It's an exchange of 
you know, pleasantries, ideas, a way to truly understand somebody. If you if you know how to read between the lines, you could, you know, really figure somebody out. But if all thing you know how to do is say, hey, what's up? You trying to smoke? Oh, I got this 40 with your cash app. Then, yeah. What's your nigga was trying to give me forty dollars. What the <laughs> hell? $40. But you know what? Because because of thirst is the new norm, it's girls that put that in their bios. Like Okay. So years ago when I uh first started getting on POF Oh god. I had so many adventures. It was it was always fifty fifty though. Some situations would be good and then some will go horribly left. So I'm telling you about the first time I got catfish, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh talking to a girl, um, her profile had all these group pictures mm-hmm. and the description um in the in the profile, um, like her, her bio or whatever sounded kinda interesting and the way she put like her height and her features and everything uh, led me to believe that she was just one particular girl in the picture. So I'm like, cool. We talked for a few days. We exchanged numbers. We agree to meet up uh, and have dinner. So it's Friday night. (laughs) Just got paid. About to go have a good time. You know what I'm saying? And the way the the conversation went and, uh, you know what I'm saying, at least I thought, I was like, okay, this seemed like it's going to be a decent situation. So I get to the bar. She says she's there already. Mm-hmm. Came a little early. I'm like, uh, "Where you at? Uh, what do you have on?" And she told me. So I'm looking for the person I see in the picture. Can't see her. What I do see <laughs> is another person. Um. So in the group of pictures, in the group pictures that was on the profile, there was this one person in the corner, kind of shaped like a pumpkin. Um, probably about five, two, five, three. <laughs> and that's who I saw sitting at the bar. So I walked past her and then I walked away and I was like, no, I'm gonna figure out why this just happened. So I sat down and I said, Hey, she says, Hey, and I'm like, so, and I put the phone up next to her face and I'm like, no, so this isn't who I thought you were. Damn. So she tells me, well, I didn't know if you was going to find me attractive or, you know, we was having such a good, you know, having a nice conversation and I was feeling your, just who you are, your personality and everything. I'm like, yeah, but you know, I didn't lie about who I was. And I, I, you know, I've been in, I've been in situations where I had to, you know, keep lies away from you. Mm -hmm. But I said, we civilized adults. I came out here, um, with the intention of having dinner, so this is what's going to happen. Um, we're going to have our meal. We're going to have a nice conversation, and then um, at the end of the evening, I'm going to tell you good night and you take care. And she said, "You sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, let's just enjoy the evening." You're nice. You know? I would have left. So, but I I didn't want to walk away with a negative. Uh, have her walk away with a negative taste in my mouth of me because you know she was unsure of herself. You know That's what I'm true. saying? So. I, I wanted her, subconsciously, I wanted her to be better than that. You don't have to lie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be true to yourself. And my next attempt actually went really well. Um, she she was good, but she was crazy. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, I learned that dating women in my 30s that are in their 20s wasn't a good fit for me Whoa. because they they be on game. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, so I'm not. trying to get a bag. Somewhat. A lot of them, you know, got that, um, uh, what, what's the name of that Kevin Hart movie? Think Like a Man mentality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So their whole thing is, oh, I'm going to do to you before you do to me. And I'm like, what? why? Like, yeah. I'm not lying to you. I have no reason to lie. Lying creates an atmosphere where you got to keep up with this lie because you're going to put one on top of each other. Mm. My memory ain't that good to be keep lying to nobody. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that was never me. So I just, I said, fuck it. And and that's the way I carry myself now. Yeah, internet dating is just trash. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it's 100% trash, but like, my boyfriend, I knew I knew him before I, I actually started talking to him. But okay. we started talking on Instagram. Oh. But I knew him, like, way back then. But we didn't talk back then. So you got any uh, bad date stories from um, somebody you met offline that you didn't know personally? You said what kind of story? A bad date story. Uh, yeah, from somebody I met on, offline. Yeah. Bro, got my first DUI off of somebody I met offline. <laughs> okay, let me clarify that my only DUI, but still, like, like I off of that. So, oh my god, yo, this was 2014. Like, I remember that shit. Like, wow. Oh my god. Uh, and my father came. Was he living in down south then? I think so. Came up here. So. <laughs> I was talking to this dude or whatever. He was cool. I think I was just searching for, like, some type of companionship because of, like, Mm -hmm. the stuff that I was going through or whatever, which was a lot. So, just being dumb and fast. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, I'll come chill with you. So, went to go chill with him. Yo, bro got me drunk. Drunk as fuck. Like, and that wasn't even my intent. Like, to get as busted as I was. But then, like, he just was, like, you know, getting a little too touchy and all this other shit. And I just had to dip. Okay. I didn't feel comfortable enough to stay. I was just like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I was hit, though. (laughs) And I'm like, I got to get out of here. So, I left. And... I'm like, I can't stay where I'm at. I don't even know. Like, I can't sleep in a car here. Somebody probably robbed me in my car. So I'm thinking I can make it. Yo, <laughs> my ass fell asleep at the lights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Knocked out. Fell asleep at the fucking lights. And all I hear is. Dun, dun, dun. And it like made me pop up. Lord. Mm. I was so, I was so fucked up, like I was bust down. What was you drinking? Shit, it was like Ciroc. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Bust that, down. That'll like, do it. Depending on how you blend it. Nigga, straight. It oh. was like shot games and uh, horrible situation. Horrible. And that after that, I will not like I've never like talked to somebody and then like, oh, I'm gonna go see like at like at your house or nothing like that. It'd be like. 
I would go public. Yeah. <laughs> Meet in public. Let's keep it chill or whatever. I was like, I ain't had nothing to do. I was like so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, my friend, she had to come pick me up. They try to make me do the sobriety test. I'm like, can I get my coat? It is so cold out here. I was like, I'm not going to pass. I said, I'm telling you, I'm not going to pass. It's freezing. He wanted me to get my coat, try to fucking take the goddamn test. Failed. <laughs> <laughs> Failed the shit out that test. Then, um, yo, I remember calling my father, telling him that he was like, damn. Damn. Like, he ain't have nothing to say. Damn. That shit was embarrassing wow i uh i almost got a dui one time but um it didn't work out that way but actually what happened was i was partying in annapolis at the time nigga that's where i think i i was coming through that way (laughs) (laughs) yeah my mid-20s was off the chain i'll tell you that right now um Mm -hmm. this was 24 2010 to 2012. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I was uh, I was living it up. I feel like your mid-20s, you do wild out. Um, I don't know. Maybe at me after three kids, I was just like, fuck it. Just full throttle. Like, life. Like, yeah. About to do everything I didn't get to do in the past three years. Well. I should have sat my ass the fuck down. They say um, your 20s is for fucking up. Your 30s. Is for getting your life together in your forties is when you start living. Oh no, I can't wait to get my forty year old club card. <laughs> I told these kids, I'm like, look, forty, I'm gone. Like, don't don't call me. I'm out here. Like, okay, I'm in the street. I'm for the street. That's at for 40. the streets. At forty, okay. Ah, uh, yeah, I feel you. Um, so at that time, I was doing two, three bars a night. Mm. I'm pretty much lit. And I know when I get to my limit, it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. So, I'm coming over this on-ramp. I'm getting on 50. I'm headed home. <laughs> like 35 minutes away. Mm-hmm. Let me get down this road. Roop! Hit the lights. <laughs> Fuck. Now, I was already eating a chicken sandwich I got from the spot. And I'm like, this is going to help. I remember going on Facebook and making a video. Hey, y'all. Just got off ramp, such and such. Just in case I don't make it home, tell everybody I got locked up out of Nablus. And I posted the video. That was very stupid, but I thought it was smart at the time. Whatever. <laughs> so, cops comes over. You know, we do the whole rigor with more. Um, I told him what I was doing. He was like, you know, uh, you come from downtown? I'm like, yeah. He said, were you drinking? I said, yeah. Stopped drinking over two hours ago. This is how much alcohol I consume. He was like, okay, good. Uh, let me... Uh, let me run your information. I'll come back. He ran my information. He came back. He said, all right, buddy. Um, just got a couple things to go over, and then I'm going to let you go. Gave me the test. I walked the line. No problem. Um, he asked me to uh, recite the alphabet backwards. What he didn't know is that as a precaution, I practice it uh, weekly in case this situation happened. Mm-hmm. So when I got up to H, he was like, all right, you can stop. He said, what, <laughs> did you practice that? I was like, nah. I just I guess I just know it. And he's like, all right, well, I just got one more thing to do, and I'll let you go. He pulls out the machine. I'm like, fuck. That's stupid. Just do the machine first. Because, like, either way, even if you pass the sobriety test, if the machine says something, I feel like they still, they're going to lock you. Yeah. So I told him no, because I already knew I was pissed. (laughs) I was like, no. I was like, I'm not taking that. I was like, nah. So, 
So here he go the funny thing. I passed the breathalyzer. Oh, that's... He was like, yeah, man, you came um, four points under the legal limit, so you're good. Um, let me get your paperwork. I'll be right back. I'm like, Shh, I'm going home. He came back and gave me a $275 ticket for going 15 over the speed limit. I was like, and it wasn't no option to pay. You had to go to court. Bitch ass nigga. Now I got to take off work, come all the way back out to Annapolis to go to y'all court. And they don't even have to show up out there. You're going to have to pay. You're going to have to just do whatever the judge says. Because I remember when <laughs> I was going for my DUI, right? I was like, me and my lawyer was like, oh, I don't see him. I was like, I don't see him. Oh, this might get thrown out. And then he go to find out, yeah, they don't got to show up for court. I was like, the fuck? I was like, all right, PBJ. PBJ. <laughs> Playing in action. Fuck. PBJ, we got damn. Like, how, how long was it? Uh, so this is the kicker, right? This is before now, like, you have to get the breathalyzer in your car and all that other stuff. I'm so thankful, like, it yeah. was back then. So, I go, I got a PBJ, and I think, um, what's that, a year of probation? But you had to go, fuck them, the NBA court, you had to go there. Mm-hmm. So, I went there, and I'm sitting there, and mind you, I drove. And my license is fully suspended <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Why do we do that? We drive on to a class that's supposed to get our license back. Right. No license. So I drove, but I tried to park, you know, park far in case somebody try and watch me walk to my car. Yeah. So I go in there, and, you know, the lady is reading off her, you know, information or whatever. And she's like, okay, so in order to reinstate your license, um, you would have to get the breathalyzer in your car for a year. And I'm like, okay. All right. At that time, I'm just like, all right, whatever. Sure. Until she started running off. It's a hundred dollars a month plus $50 every three months for a service fee or something like that to get it recalibrated or some shit. I was like, I said, so what's the other option? She was like, have your license suspended for three months. Suspend that shit. (laughs) Suspend it. Okay. Suspend it because I was like, suspension versus having this shit in my car and about the damn near get y'all $1,200 over well, $1,200. Well, actually, it would have been what, $1,800 with the, yeah. the fee? Nah. <laughs> I was like, suspending. Well, you are aware that if you get caught drop, just suspend my license. It's okay. Just suspend it. It's over. So I would just go to work. At, well, for the first couple weeks <laughs> i would just go to work and come home go to work come home. after that i was like fuck that i'm going out <laughs> fuck this like i was like i know i know what went wrong i was hit like I, and, and mind like i was hit hit that day like soup like i've i don't even think i've ever been that hit and then wanted to drive i only drove because I was like, oh, no, nah, I got to get the fuck out of here. But I told them that. I was <laughs> like, it was a really bad situation. So I don't know what more y'all wanted. I, I I felt the need that I had to leave. So I was like, I don't regret it. No. Hey, I don't blame you. If you don't feel safe or anything like that, it's time to go, you know. I'd rather deal with these consequences opposed then, to... Yeah, what could have actually happened, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and that's definitely another life lesson. Like, girl, you just ready to have yourself some fun. Now look at you. Look at you. So, 
So what what advice would you give a young lady that's uh you know coming of age to avoid situations like that? Don't fucking go to nobody's house that you don't fucking know. Period. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know people are crazy. Mm-hmm. You want to get to know somebody, meet them in an outside setting for a while until you are very comfortable with being alone with them. And even still, let somebody know where the fuck you at. Because mm-hmm. that situation could have been avoided if I would have just called somebody, come get me, and I'll come back and get my car. Yeah. But I didn't do that. Like, I was just like, oh, I didn't want nobody to know, like, damn, I came away out here. Like, you know, just my own shit. Like, I done got myself with some mess. But, yeah, like, just be conscious of your situation and be smart. Because that shit I did was definitely dumb as fuck. Would not ever recommend that shit ever again. Okay. Yeah. Um, You know, I'm always giving, you know, uh, my peers or my nephews game about life, about, Mm -hmm. you know, avoiding certain situations. Think about situations before you get into them. Approach everything in life like it's a challenge. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying to go out there and, you know, eyeball everybody like they're an enemy, but, you know, really think about what you're doing. Gotta be aware of your surroundings and stuff. Yeah, like going, riding with certain people, knowing their situation. Like, are you riding in the car with somebody who has a suspended license? Mm -hmm. Do they know and have weapons on them? Don't put yourself in a situation where a simple ride to the store can get you locked up. I tell my kids all the time, I don't give a fuck about how cool you think this motherfucker is. Like, you ain't never, you don't never have to do something you don't want to do because you want to hang with somebody. And if that person really fuck with you, they ain't, they're never going to make you do something you don't want to do. Because mm-hmm. growing up, I never wanted, I hung around people that smoked. Mm-hmm. Never smoked. Never smoked until I made the decision myself to smoke. Yeah. Never smoked in high school. Didn't drink in high school. Didn't do none of that. But was around a lot of people that did stuff like that. But I didn't do it. Like, I didn't have to. Yeah, you didn't feel the peer pressure like everybody else did. Mm-mm. It wasn't no need to what... You was like, you told me I gotta smoke to fit in with you? The <laughs> <laughs> fuck? No. No. We could still be cool. And you could smoke all you want. Yeah. Because Tony is not your father. <laughs> so. <laughs> fuck that. You ain't gotta go home to what I go home Yeah, to. hell no. Let my father find out I'm smoking. Shit. <laughs> nah. I'm good. I don't give a damn what I do. Mm-mm. Do as I say, not as I do. Mm-mm. You know? I'm good. I, I I would refrain from a backhand or a whooping uh, opposed to not being, you know, allowed to go to parties or functions or be around friends. I mean, because at the end of the day, they didn't provide you with a roof over your head or a, a place to feel safe or, you know, any type of upbringing. I just think I've always been that comfortable being myself that I never felt, felt like I had to do stuff like that. I was never searching to be a get with that girl. Like I got, I gotta be hanging with these girls. Mm-hmm. I'm still cool with these girls. Like, like I talk to y'all, but I'm not pressed to kick it with y'all. Like, I see what y'all are doing. I'm not even into shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I already know my upbringing. Not even rocking, like, mm-mm. okay, not happening. So, um, I mean, I did stupid shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm not about to act like I'm the perfect high school student, but it was never know my father out here catching me with boys or 
No, nothing crazy like the that. The typical shit that you see on yeah, like social media. Girls running out here that go like try to have sex and going to smoking and drinking and I mean I'm with the house parties and stuff, but still I'm I never did none of that stuff. They don't even know about house parties no more. How hot that motherfucker was. <laughs> God damn. How the shit in there couldn't see or breathe. And that thing sweating, trying to throw your little butt back, breaking in your back, doing all <laughs> like just looking hella dumb. Like, mm, hot as hell. But, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad I, I ain't getting into a lot of that stuff. I don't even know where the hell I would be if I was like smoking and drinking in high school. Like, no. Nah. Yeah, I mean, it probably would help with your asthma. <laughs> nah. No, I'm sorry. I think it, I think it affects bronchitis more than asthma, if I'm not mistaken. No, that's just stink. It still do. I mean, I've, I've dabbled a couple times, but it's just, it's still stink. Yeah, I um, I quit smoking cigarettes back in May. Good. Yeah, and um, you know, I've I have been wanting to quit for years, but then I just, you know, that's one thing that 2020 uh brought. It it pushed me to a point to, you know, I started. Um, actually doing the things I've been having on my list of goals, mm. you know. So, plus I, I feel as though one of these youngers is going to try me, and I don't want to be out of breath trying to whip their ass, yeah. you know. So, I I want to dispose of them as quickly as possible. That's good. Yeah. A lot of people should definitely do that. Mm. Cigarettes are disgusting. Yeah, yeah. If I can get all the money back that I was spent on that. Man, people <laughs> don't even know how much money they fucking save if they stop smoking cigarettes. God damn. <laughs> I started buying cigarettes when they cost two fifty a pack. Them shits like six, seven dollars now, ain't they? They are depending on where you at, um, eight eight dollars after tax. Damn. And up in New York, they like seventeen, eighteen. Seventeen dollars for a pack of cigarettes? Yeah. Oh no. Nah. Yeah. And people buy them undisputedly. Oh hell nah. You breaking yeah. a the entire twenty dollar bill for a pack of jacks? Ain't it like what? How many in it? Sixteen? Twenty. Yeah. Yeah, damn near a dollar a cigarette. Damn. Yeah, I was uh I, I can I can laugh at it now, but then I don't I don't wanna say that I was a fiend, but that was a habit of mine. You know, and once I once I broke that habit, like literally I started taking Chantex. Um like, the way that the prescription goes is you smoke the initial week, and as you're taking the prescription, you, you start to lose the craving for nicotine. Mm. So by that second week, I didn't smoke, and then my cravings would would go away, um, you know, a descent throughout the month. Mm. And then, like, it would be situations where, you know, I would get pissed off, and mentally I would, you know, grab a cigarette or something. Or, like, I used to have, like, I used to, like, smoke every two hours. Mm-hmm. Like, just a habit I formed. And then I would find myself, you know, going to, like, sit on my porch and just, I, every two hours, like, okay, now I got to break this mental thing. Because I wasn't craving them, you know, even just still. What to the, you, just what you did. Yeah. Right so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I vape and shit like that. But as far as, like, if I get pissed off or something fucked up happen, I don't, I don't be like, damn, I'm about to go just, I'm about to go smoke a cigarette. I don't, like, I, I find them the smell disgusting now. That's good. Like, I be like, damn. Like, before... I used to smell it and it didn't bother me, but now it does. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. that's one good thing that I could say uh, came out real positive for 2020. 
Yeah, that's definitely good. Hand clap for you. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You know, pat on the back and yeah, all that definitely. good stuff. So, what uh, what, what can you say that uh, is a positive for you? I know that you've uh, accomplished a lot of goals. <laughs> you triumphed through a lot of adversity. Definitely. You know, so what would you think is something that you? This, what have I accomplished? Shit, I don't even know. I feel like I, I've been in a goddamn box <laughs> these past couple months. Um, I guess I just accomplished more so, like, focusing on myself, putting myself first, and, you know, paying more attention to my needs and my mental space and positivity, the things I want to surround myself with, and trying to focus on my own goals. Because I have things that I want to do. And for a long time, you know, I have to put stop. I can't do something because the kids stop. I got to, you know, got to work kids, work kids. And basically, that's my life. So, just putting myself first now. And it feels really good. Like, at, when you're a mother, like, putting yourself first, when you say it out loud, you feel like it feels real selfish. Because mm-hmm. you always want, like, oh, yeah, my kids come first. But... When you realize, like, in this time, like, if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of them. Yeah. And then where the hell all my five kids going to go? You got to look at it like I am the foundation for their mm-hmm. upbringing. If, and if you don't have a firm foundation, then you, you'll fall into any type of scenario that you can't recover from or, you know, could possibly just ruin the rest of your life. Yeah. So, you know, uh always remember that you have a invisible cape on mm-hmm. that your kids, they can't see now, but they realize, hey, my mom was a trooper. You oh, know, yeah. she was only 5'5", five, five, but she was she was out here making things happen like she was 7'2". Oh, no, nah, they're going <laughs> to they gonna pay up. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> all that. Okay. They owe me. I was like, look, when I get old, all y'all gonna need to have a space. I need a room. And when I start being mean, because I already know I'm being a mean ass old lady. So when I start being mean, just pass me to the next sibling. That's it. Don't put me in no home, bruh. Y'all better have a home help aide already ready for me. Just pass my old ass around. Like it's your week to have mom. Oh nah, she tripping this week. I'm, she she gotta come over there to you. So they are I they got the rundown. Like, I ain't playing. <laughs> Hey, I, I agree. Um, I I don't look forward to being seventy and not being able to like move on my own. I hope I'm like my grandma and yeah. how old she is now. Like, yeah, she's moving. She be dry. She, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's she's out. Your grandmother has been alive for eighty years. Over 80. over eighty years. Think about what she's seen and done. Mm-hmm. She's out here moving like. Most people will tell somebody that age to sit down somewhere. Mm-hmm. She just out. We be like, trying to tell her to sit down. She like, nah, she don't got time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, boy. That's a that's a that's a blessing, right? It there. definitely is. Cause I'd be up super shit's creep <laughs> without her. But so yeah, nah. I I definitely hope and pray that I'm as fortunate to be moving along and how well how she doing. So definitely looking like change lifestyle habits and stuff yeah so but fingers crossed (laughs) (laughs) hey i hear that so 
Man, this has been dope. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. You know what I'm saying? I uh I appreciate you being a guest on the show. I uh like I said, I, I know you needed to vent a little bit. Yes, yeah. But also Therapy. you know what I'm saying, I I, I liked uh your personality, I like your individuality and I was like, you know what? This is somebody I need to uh, you know, uh extend this uh pleasure to and you know, I look forward to uh having you back on because I think that I'm gonna get a lot of positive feedback from the insight that yeah. you know what I'm saying, you dropped. Um, Ladaria actually did something that was kind of embarrassing. I didn't know she was kind of holding a grudge from something that happened when we were like kids. And oh she, no! She let that out, and I was like, <laughs> "All right, I'm gonna let her say it." And I was I was listening to the recording. And I'm like, "Okay, she was she was kind of beefing, and she decided to bring this up on the show." Oh, like, she's like, "This is an opportunity. Let me let you know how I feel." Okay. Yeah, I was like, "Okay, I, I, next time I talk, so I'm gonna bring." I'm like, "So you." You really felt some type of way about me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And hey, when you want me back, I'll be right here. So, so um, uh, I was going to say if you want to, uh, you know, share your social medias again. If you, you know, looking for some, uh, you know, some new followers or possibly insights, you know, let the people know where they can find you. Sure, you can follow me at Instagram. It's three underscores, period. Yanni, Y-A-N-I-I-I-I-I-I. <laughs> <laughs> or shortcut, just spell Yanni with a bunch of eyes and light skin me will pop up. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at Yanni what? Yanni who? And uh, my Snapchat is Yanni. Like Yanni two eyes period two eyes okay that's what's up um ladies and gentlemen y'all know me uh i am the land of the legend aka big t and you can find this podcast everywhere they are available um currently right now we are streaming at anchor fm spotify google radio apple radio breaker and a couple other ones I can't think of. Pocket Cast. <laughs> also. Um, you can also find this podcast at YouTube at I Can't Make This Up. Also at Twitter, I Can't Make This Up. PC. Instagram, I Can't Make This Up. With a K, by the way. I can't with a K. <laughs> Be clear. Can't Make This Up. Uh, at Facebook, Landover Presents, I Can't Make This Up. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in and, uh, you know, give me plenty of feedback, comments, likes, shares, all that good stuff, you know. Um, if there's anything negative, I'll take it under consideration. If I ain't feeling it, I'm just going to delete it, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, anything positive, <laughs> I'm going to share and shout you out, you know. But until next time, you guys have a nice one. Peace. Bye. <laughs>